Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered for your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. Welcome to IDP Nation. I am Daryl Winstead, and I am joined with my co host, Kyle Bellafuel, how's it going, Kyle? Doing good, man. Happy to be back and uh, looking looking forward to the show. Should be a lot of fun. Yep, yep. The uh, the uh, regular season is officially done. All the fantasy stuff's done, unless you're doing some playoff fantasy leagues. But it is playoff season, so the NFL's getting started this week, Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Um, playoff leagues. Um, so we thought we would uh, do a little award show for you this week. Um, and before we get into that, we're going to jump into the news and notes. Uh, Kyle, if you want to take off with those, go right ahead. All right. First off, we got Jets GM Joe Douglas is on record saying safety Marcus May is one of their priorities this offseason. Yeah, they've got to resign him, right? I would think so. Um, him and him and Ashton Davis would be a, would be a nice pair back there for him. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, he had a nice year. He had career highs and tackles with eighty-eight, and pass uh, passes defended with eleven. So um, he was a uh, he was a nice a nice uh, safety for your IDP squad this year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they trading away Jamal Adams. Uh, you know, they they needed May to step up, and he did pretty well. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you with Ashton Davis. I think they make a great duo for him. So, uh, remains to be seen what they do. Of course, they're yeah. going to need a new coach. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got a new coach coming in, and they got that second overall pick that's looming too. And there's lots of discussion on what's going to happen there. So, very interesting offseason for the Jets. All right, coming up um, next, we got the. Browns placed uh, defensive end Olivier Vernon on injured reserve with a torn Achilles. Oh, that's a bummer. Yep. Especially this late in the season. It's just right. and he's I think he's 30 or turning 31. So yep. Yep. that's huge. I mean, is he going to be ready for the start of the season? I think his contract's up, so he's most likely going to have to do like a one-year prove it deal. Does Cleveland bring him back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he was uh, he was really good for them down the stretch this year. Um, he had four sacks in his last four games. So, I mean, he was really playing well. He had nine sacks on the year. Like I said, four in his last four games. And they were – they're going to be – they're going to be missing him this weekend against Pittsburgh. Um, him and Garrett were, have been a nice tandem there down the, down the stretch once Miles Yeah, Garrett for sure. Back. Yeah. That's – yeah, really bummed to see that because uh, Vernon was really starting to, starting to heat up and to play really well. So that one that one is definitely a big blow to that Browns defense. Um next we got Seattle safety Jamal Adams injured his shoulder in last week's game, but I saw today he was quoted as saying, "No question in my mind, I'm playing." Yeah, I saw that too, so. <laughs> uh, big yeah, game I didn't expect him to miss. Yeah, yeah. Um well, it's his first playoff game too after those rough you, you know, he he had a fantastic oh, Fantastic start to his career, but a lot of rough years, you know, in the Jet as 
as a team for the Jets for and, the start of his career. So yeah, no knock on the Jets or any other bad team any other year, but yeah, so great to see a player of Jamal Adams' caliber finally get to the playoffs and be able to step his game up to that next level. So right. it'd be interesting to see how he performs uh, in yeah. his first playoff game. Yeah, and he's been he's been awesome for Seattle. I mean, he's got nine and a half sacks this year as a, as a safety. That's I mean, that's freaking crazy. Yeah, that is I, crazy. Yeah, so I uh, I expect I expect him to be there. I mean, obviously during the week we're going to hear different things, but him coming out and saying that, I mean, he wants. I'm surprised to be Dan hasn't bought an Adams jersey, and he may have. Yeah, he may have already. But that would that would be the one I'd get, man. You know. I I don't know that that wouldn't be the one I would get to, of course. Mm-hmm. But, of course, uh, next year, if it all uh, works out and he does what I think he's going to do and been saying he's going to do, I'll uh, I'll be getting a Daryl Taylor jersey. So, can't wait right. to see how he does. So. And you know what I saw on Daryl Taylor? Um, I actually meant to put the, to write this down for you, but uh, I was reading through some notes on Seattle's practice participation. He's supposed to he's supposed to practice this week, Pete Carroll said, after being out all year. Yeah, that's a little interesting. I mean, obviously, him not playing all year and being a rookie, you don't really know how they're going to work him in. But I know you're a big, big, big Daryl Taylor fan, being a Tennessee guy. And I'm telling you, man, I know Dan keeps doubting me because he's been hurt all year. But <laughs> if they can get this kid healthy and get him on the field, yeah, he's going to be their best pass rusher, hands down. Yeah, he's he's better than Brian Burns. Yeah. I mean, they have Regreen, uh, Rashawn Green and some of those others. And, you know, Jamal Adams coming down nine and a half sacks. I mean, but really, you don't want your safety doing that. I mean, that's not really what ideal, but you get, they just need a little help. And you get somebody like a Daryl Taylor that can rush, that can bend and flatten the corner. That's, that's going to be huge if they can get him. But even if it's in small doses, I think like right. just a few reps, I mean, that could really help them. So, yes, that, um, that's. That's definitely interesting to <clears throat> see him get to practice and see what if they mix him in here in the playoffs if he's if he looks like he's ready. Yeah, and um, maybe that's something you know, if he practices this week, maybe he doesn't get to play, but maybe next week if they advance, then yeah. I mean, that's like a free agent pickup at the end of the year, you know. So that's yeah. you gotta you gotta love that. I know this isn't uh news and notes, but is he he a big stash for you this offseason? Taylor? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. But not for me because I own him everywhere. (laughs) I own own him everywhere. I made it a point to go get him. And that's just how much I believe in him. So, um, yeah, I I think if you can find and you can get him cheap because he's been injured all year, you know. You can probably go get him for nothing if not find him on waivers. So yeah, I mean, if you can yeah. get him, pick him up for nothing, or find him on waivers, yeah, then definitely stash him. I think he's going to be really good for Seattle. I dig it, man. I actually have a few shares too, and that's kind of thanks to you. Well, not ah. Kind of, it is thanks to you. You led ah. me to him early. Ah, uh, you too, you too <laughs> kind, you too kind. Oh, right on, man. Um, uh, last little bit of news was uh, uh, another Seattle player, Jerron Reed, injured his oblique last week. But um, from what I read, it sounds optimistic that he could be available this week. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that either. Yeah, I, I saw that when I was looking at the Jamal Adams stuff. And, um, I mean, that's he's obviously a big 
uh, a big piece of that defensive line. Yeah. Pretty key to what they do. So, I mean, it sounds like he's they're, they're optimistic about him being available, but uh, definitely something to watch. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I know a lot of people are kind of down on him because he's number-wise. Mm-hmm. He's kind of not done what he's done in the past, but, man, he, he reminds me a lot of Jarrell Casey in a way that, you know, numbers ain't everything with him because he opens it up for everybody else. So, yeah. No, he's I, – I think he's he's really talented. He just seems to battle injury here and there. and um, But when he gets going, he's, he's pretty tough, especially in your defensive tackle leagues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that should wrap up the news and notes as far as I got. That's awesome. So, but like I said, we're doing an awards show tonight. Um, before we get to that, we have to get a uh, – we have to get our sponsor in Action Twenty Four Seven Sports, and I'm. It's just for people that live in Tennessee because it's a local betting site. Um, you know, hashtag Bet Local. Um, they're running, man. They have been doing so much. We started up in November first, and I'm telling you, they've hit the ground running. And I, it's it's hard to keep up with all the promotions that they're giving. Uh, of course, you can go make a deposit. And any deposit that you make, I think it's up to a uh, hundred or 150. Use our promo code Hollywood 100 and they will match it. Uh, besides that, they've been doing a weekly Titans giveaway ticket giveaway, and they're continuing that with the playoffs. So starting tomorrow, they're going to be giving away uh, tickets on social media. So follow me on Twitter because I retweet all their stuff. Follow them uh, in case you're not following me. Um, but they're giving away tickets to the playoff game this week against Baltimore. That would be huge. Would love to go see that. Um, they're just doing so many things right now. Um, again, bet local. If you make a $20 bet on, uh, on the Grizzlies this, uh, well, this Thursday, cause they did it Tuesday too. But if you do, if you make a $20 bet on, uh, the Grizzlies game on Thursday, you will get a free $22 bet. Uh, and you say, why 22? But if you'll think, King Henry's 22. So they're going to give you a free $22 <laughs> bet to use on the Titans and his 2K. So you can use that. It won't cost you nothing. Uh, and then they're doing the wild card play, uh, play-lay, parlay, where any four-leg parlay, they're going to give you a 20 and you and get a 22% loss refund. So if you lose, you're going to get 22. Again, there's that number. They're going to give you 22% of that back. Um, they've just been giving everything away right now. Um, the big thing is the playoff tickets. I know a lot of people's asked me about that. Um, and even if you don't like to gamble for money and you just want to do it for fun, they have a free, free play spot where you can go in there and just play for free and win some stuff. So easy to use site, very clean, very well organized. I've been on there a few times. It's great just checking it out. And uh, like I said, follow them on social media, follow me, because they're always tweeting this, tweeting that. We're giving away this, we're giving away that. Uh, I mean, it, and they cover everything from baseball, basketball, football, darts, boxing. Yes, I said darts. If you know your professional dart throwers, they got that covered too. So, um, be sure to check them out. Um, and once again, you know, please use our promo code Hollywood 100, uh, and they'll match it up to, I think, 100 or 150. And at the same time, you're helping us out here. So, um, 
appreciate that. I know we have a lot of fans that listen here in Tennessee, so hopefully you'll win some tickets or you'll win some money or, or something. And I think they're giving away some other things like T-shirts and stuff like that. So right now is a fun time to uh, go over and check them out and follow all their stuff. Awesome stuff, man. Tickets right. to that playoff game would be pretty cool. Oh, I so want to win those things. I'd lose my mind if I won those things. Right. It should be a hell of a game. Yeah, that's uh, awesome stuff. A lot of, yeah. a lot of cool stuff. There oh, gosh. I can't even imagine winning those tickets if I won those. <laughs> the the face – if I win those, the face paint is definitely coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't even at me on that stuff because that, yep. that's happening. Got to go all out, man. I'm not sure how many pairs they're giving away. I know they're giving away one, maybe two pairs. I'm not sure. I'll have to check yeah. on that. But man, they're they're giving away so much stuff right now. That they're doing a lot of um, a, a lot of uh, free bets. Like if you make this bet, you get another free bet or whatever. Or if you lose, you'll get so much back. So sure. they're they're driving business right now, and they're definitely worth it. And you know, I've checked them against some of the big boys. Their odds are the same. I mean, it's. You know, if you live in Tennessee, it's great. You're supporting our local company, so um, I like it. I mean, like I said, it's clean and easy to use, so go check them out. Awesome. Heck yeah. All righty. Moving to the main event, what everybody wants to hear. We thought we would do an award show, kind of go over some of our favorites. Um, before we get to that, we're going to do the awards. We're going to give out the awards for the NFL leaders. And I was kind of surprised as I got into it a little bit because there were some names I wasn't quite expecting. And there were some that, yeah, I expected that, but uh, we'll jump into it. Um, tackle leader, uh, total tackles. Zach Cunningham led the NFL with 164. Yes, I was on his bandwagon. I had him as a top three, four linebacker to start the season. And he didn't disappoint. Um, I guess when your team is kind of that bad and with what all they've had going on, um, just kind of makes sense. I did not expect him to reach 164 and lead the NFL. I thought he would be more of the, I don't know, 130, 140 range, you know, being the top five or six guys among tackles. But I did think his overall game, he would be a top uh, three or four linebacker. And it looks like he was. Yeah, absolutely. I I expected Cunningham to have a, a nice year. You know, he's he's been he's been real solid since coming in the league. And uh, but I I agree. I didn't expect 164 tackles by any means. And no. you know, his his playing time jumped around there for a little while too in the second half. So, but he still was able to get it done even with that. And the last three games, though, he was out there every snap, played 100 percent the last three. Um, yeah. I expected a solid year, and I know you were a big Cunningham fan. Uh, I remember talking about that early in the season, before the season with you. But, uh, yeah, what a what a year, 164 tackles. That is a pile. Yeah, I mean, that was that's a that's a butt ton. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to run back here and look at some stuff. Because uh, me and Dan broke all this down at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, I had him in the top five. Um can't remember where Dan had him. I'm trying to find it right off. Um, oh, here it is. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I think you were. No, I don't know if that was you or not. We did the top linebackers. 
Yeah, we did. I'm, yep. I'm trying to look here. Yep, I remember that. I had Zach Cunningham at three. Okay. Uh, Dan did not have him at his top 12, and neither did you. I did not, eh? You and Dan, neither one had him in the top 12, and I had him at number three. So, toot, toot. Yeah, I was going to say, you get to toot that horn, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just thought the situation for him was going to be really conducive for him to have a career year. Uh, his, I think it's his third year in the league. I just felt like everything would come together. I didn't think that Houston's offense would be good enough to yeah. keep them off the field. So that's kind of what I was thinking. And I was kind of also thinking you're playing in AFC South. You're going to be yeah. facing a lot of running teams. Now that was before Leonard Fournette got traded away um, and so on, but it still turned out that he, uh, you know, I mean, he was huge. And I mean, our next category solo tackles, he led that too. So it's not like he was getting a bunch of assists. He had 106 right. solo tackles. So yep, exactly. Yeah. No, so yeah, I guess, go ahead. Oh, dude, that's huge. Yeah. The hundred, 164 tackles and over a hundred solos. That's, that's big time points right there. Yeah. And then a little later before the season, me and Dan did a prediction show and he predicted Darius Leonard to lead the league in tackles. I predicted Blake Martinez. I don't think I was too far off with Martinez. I think he finished third. So, um, yeah. and Leonard, I think would have been up there if he hadn't missed a little bit of time and he had a little bit of a down season. So, um, Nice to see those. And actually, you and Dan both picked uh, Leonard to lead the league. So, well, I did too. I, we all had him as LB1, but uh, it's hard not to. Yeah, it's hard not to. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Cunningham put together a great season. Um, and I don't know if he'll quite reach those numbers next year, but I, right. I think he'll be really close. And uh, maybe that'll be something we can uh, do a prediction show on next year and see where everybody falls. Yeah, I did, definitely think we should do that. That would that's uh, it's a lot of fun to. Yeah, it's always cool to look back and yeah. see. But, uh, yeah, tooting my own horn here with Zach Cunningham as the third toot. linebacker. Yes, hey, toot your horn and then toot your horn on them them fire notes that you take. You know, you get you get teased <laughs> for that handwriting and them nice notes. But look at how look at look you at how they. No, how, you you can't be like Dan and make fun of me in my writing. You I can't. It's awesome. Yeah, look back here. So I don't know if you can. Oh, yeah, I can see it. There it is. Look at that. Nice and clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, you wrote it, you wrote it down and uh, and you you nailed it, man. Whatever. You sound like Dan. <laughs> oh, no, man. Good good call by you, though, Cunningham. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely a good call. Yeah, I don't get too many of those. So I've got to. Uh... <laughs> I've got to go back and get him when I can. Yep. Like you said, toot that horn, man. That's right. So uh, moving along here. Uh, up next, we did tackles. We did solo sack leader. Um, this one, let's see, I picked Chandler Jones. So did Dan. We both picked Chandler Jones. Um, and it turns out that it was TJ Watt this year. Um he led the league with 15, um, which if you'd asked me before the season, would 15 be enough to win? I would have told you no, because I thought I would have thought that Miles Garrett, Daniel Hunter, who got hurt, uh, maybe another player or two would have got 15 or more. 
Aaron Donald being one of those, but uh, 15 was the winning number. Um, I just didn't – I thought maybe that might be close for him, but I just didn't think that would be enough to win. Um, any thoughts on on uh, T.J. Oh, Watt? Um, yeah, Watt had another another just fantastic year. I mean, he is one of the premier pass rushers um, in the game. And, yeah, like – I agree. What uh, Shaquille Barrett had what nineteen and a half the year before. Yeah, I mean fifteen is no joke. Don't get me wrong. That's it. No, 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 no. Yeah, but um, no. I mean, just another great year by Watt, and you know he's just one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL, and he's going to continue to just produce year in and year out. And he's he's a a big time IDP asset as well. You know, even especially if he's a edge designation or a he gets like some kind of DL, gets a DL eligibility in your league. He's just a monster and um, very usable as an LB too. Like he will, he will get you points and uh, in bunches. Right, and um, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of those outside linebackers being big fantasy options. It does happen. Uh, You know, like I'm looking back here at some of my notes, me and you both, neither one of us had him in our top 12. And I think that's just mainly due to they don't get the tackle opportunities. You know, you're not, you're not going to get Darius Leonard and Blake Martinez, Zach Cunningham numbers. You're just not going to get those 150 tackles from those top guys. But what you do get is those sack numbers. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and kudos to Dan. Dan had him ranked, uh, at number nine, he was his number nine linebacker. Uh, I would like to go back and look and see where he actually ranked among in fantasy points. But mm-hmm. uh, Dan thought highly of him. He did very well to lead the yep. league in sacks. Yep. Um, you mentioned Shaq Barrett, which was interesting because um, I wrote an article at the beginning of the year that um, I did the same thing two years ago when uh, – Aaron Donald hit 20. Uh, and I come back and uh, did it again with Shaq Barrett, 19 and a half. Great season. Yep. You know, new team record, led the NFL. But it's one thing, and I did an article with Donald, because um, kind of ties in. I wrote that Aaron Donald's peaked at 20 sacks or 20 and a half, whatever it was. I think Shaq Barrett has peaked now at 19, and both of them the very next year fell way off the pace. Um, and if you'll go back and look at that article, I think there's only been one player really. Well, I don't want to say one. Um, TJ Watt was the only player to really go back and repeat the 20 sack, but it took him three or four years to do it. Uh, I know Mark Gastineau and Reggie White, if you really want to go back, they were probably the two closest to do it in back-to-back years because I think they, what they did is they had like 19-plus the first year, and then the next year they got 20 or 21, whatever it was they had. But to repeat is 20 sacks is just not really feasible i mean and and if you look back at the history of all the players that's reached 20 sacks they've they have fell off and most of them never got back to that plateau so um 
just interesting that you said that because it triggered my memory on that. So yeah. uh, no, I remember that. I remember that article. I really liked it. It was a lot of good information. And, and it, like you said, it brought back some of the, the guys in the past, some of the former past structures from years ago. And it just kind of laid out, you know, like the trend of. Yeah. I mean, even Strahan and those guys, I mean, it was, they just never, they, not to say that they fell off the map and right. didn't have good seasons, but they, yeah. that was their peak. They never right. got back to that, you know, um, just right. interesting to kind of see that. Cause I thought that was, because when it started, it started with Donald, and it was the same thing with Shaq Barrett last year. That was your window to sell him for the most you could get. I mean, you're not going to get anything more yep. than what you could get for those two right then. Yep. Um, and so far, it's kind of panned out. So just interesting. I like to look – I like historical records like that because you can always kind of go back and look and compare. I know that's not everything, but – I just thought it was neat. So no, that was a great article. And Shaq Barrett eight sacks this year. Yeah, I think he was a little banged up, but and missed a few games. But yeah, man, just you know, you dropped what you said eight and a half. So he dropped eleven sacks. Yeah, that's a huge drop off. Yeah, no, it was a great. It was a good article. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Good oh, stuff. Well, thanks, man. At least at least one person's reading. <laughs> you bet. I'm I'm always here for you, man. <laughs> I know you are, man. Uh, kind of just like we talked about tackles of solos, uh, Zach Cunningham winning both. TJ Watt was not only the sack leader, he led the league in tackles for a loss with 23, which kind of surprised me too because I thought maybe Aaron Donald or somebody like that would – or, you know, uh, Miles Garrett. I thought somebody would have more than 23 tackles for a loss, but – you know, TJ Watt, just like Cunningham, he's a he's a double uh, stat leader winner. So, yeah, just just shows you how good of a year he had. Lead, lead, led the league in sacks and led the league in tackles for loss. So he was just just uh, making plays behind the line day in and day out, and a huge part of of Pittsburgh's defense. And will be going forward too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to uh, beat that. I mean. He's the real deal. And when you have somebody like um, Stefan Tuitt playing on the other side who had a really good year for them. Yes, he did. You know, he was hurt last year. So yep. he bounced back in a big way. That really helped him. So, um, yeah, yeah, great year for Watt. And I can, I, I definitely expect that to continue. Obviously, he's, he's the real deal, like you said. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think that's going to continue. I don't see that as something that just, uh, abruptly stops you know that's he's super talented of course you know he is by his brother jj so uh uh nice to see that and he's been a good player for the past couple of years so yep absolutely um here's a category that just the leader absolutely shocked me as who it was as much as the position it was and i'm talking about forced fumbles uh, usually your pass rushers, maybe a linebacker is your um, your top force fumble guys. But for this year, <laughs> the leader had eight force fumbles, and it was a cornerback. And I know Dan absolutely loves that. Um, uh, but it was Marlon Humphrey from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, man, what a season he had. Just they rip and strip and – Eight forced fumbles from a corner—that's huge. 
that is freaking huge. Because usually, if if you're playing corners in fantasy, that's usually position specific. You're not playing them too much in general leagues. But if you got him as a, if you've got him rostered, you've probably getting huge points for all those forced fumbles. Yeah, that eight is a bunch. Um, Humphrey had just a just a great year. Um, seeing him with eight forced fumbles, first thing I thought of being a you know Packer fan and NFC North guy was Peanut Tillman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, eight forced fumbles. That is just that is that is awesome. I mean, that's uh, that's making plays for your defense, man. Humphrey is a stud in them quarterback required leagues. I had him in one. And uh, he was uh, he was real clutch for me this year. So, what a big year he had there for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean you got to uh, you got to give him his kudos because, like I said, usually that stat category goes to your pass rushers, mm-hmm. um, maybe your interior defensive tackles, or even occasionally your linebackers. But man, because usually you're getting strip sacks, so you naturally think of. TJ Watts, uh, Khalil yeah. Max, players like that, Daniel Hunters, Miles Garrett. So, for a corner to come in and actually lead the league in forced fumbles, that was pretty huge. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. Real, real impressive work there with Humphrey. Yes, it was. So, moving along, and, and something interesting, uh, I didn't do the fumble recoveries. I did look at them, but there was five to six players on defense that was tied for the league lead um, with three. So I kind of left that category out. Um, but we've we've covered tackles, we've covered sacks, and I think TFLs kind of go with sacks because you're getting pressures and stuff like that. Now we're going to flip to coming out of the force fumbles. We're talking about corners. We're going to go to interception leader and pass breakup leaders. And it's interesting that we've had – I'll kind of give you a spoiler here. Cunningham and Watt won their double-time winners. Well, you're going to have a third double winner here as Xavier Howard, the corner for the Miami Dolphins, led the league in interceptions with 10. And he also led the league in pass breakups with 20. Um, And this is something that was just – couple of different things here was crazy. Um, going into week 17, he was the leader with nine. J.C. Jackson, who had a phenomenal season, was second with eight. Um, and I remember sitting here, and J.C. Jackson had just got an interception for the Patriots to put him in a tie for Howard for the league lead. And it was literally like a minute, maybe a minute and a half, Howard got an interception to, to retake the lead, so I thought that was cool. Wow. Yeah, awesome. I mean, it was almost simultaneously those two. I mean, it was within a minute of each other. Um, and then uh, if you followed me and listened to me, you know, that's a big category right there. There's a, It's a rare uh, a stat. But there's not many players, period, not just corners, but players, period, that do – five interceptions plus in a season and 15 pass breakups in a season or more. Um, so Howard, he joins that club and he, his is a little better because he did the double, double with the TN 20. So that is something I'm going to have to go back and look and see how many players has done. I know in the last few years, um, 
you might get two to three per year that does that. Uh, I think Stefan Gilmore did it last year. Uh, Mike Hilton, a couple other players. So th that's rare air to get the five and 15, but to do the 10 and 20, that's something I definitely want to go back and check out. Yeah, I liked it. I, I'm really going to be really interested to see that, um, to, to see the data on that and the article that you might put out with that uh, 10 and 20 um, group. Um, yeah, I mean, Damien Howard just had an awesome year for Miami. Um, and the one thing, I, I had him in a couple leagues um, too, and uh, I, I remember he had those interceptions and streaks. And uh, at one point, he um, he had five. Yeah, he had five in a row in the second half of the season. Five games in a row with an interception. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, the five and fifteen is something I just kind of stumbled on, and uh, I forget who it was that brought it to my attention, which player it was, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I wonder how many times that's done in a year or done this season. And um, once I started looking it up, it was like, oh crap, that's that seems to be a pretty hard uh, thing to accomplish. And I went back the last few years and um, sure enough, I mean, you might get one, one year, you might get two, one year, you might get three or four, but, and you'll have a lot of players that are just on the fringe. Like last year, um, Marcus Peters was the one he had five interceptions, yep. but he only had 14 pass breakups. So exactly. there was a lot of instances where players were close within one or two of that, but uh, yeah, they just couldn't put it together the full thing. Right. And so what, what do you look for in corners and, uh, and all that good stuff? Um, I definitely like those, those, the one thing with corners too, the guys that do put up tackles um, is they, they get them, they get them in bunches as solos, it seems. And uh, I definitely, definitely look for that. Um, means you're getting targeted a ton. Uh, another, another thing I look for is I play in some leagues that, that definitely, um, jack up the points for pass deflections. Um, so that's another stat that I uh, that I definitely look at. Um, that's why I, the one league I had, Xavier uh, Howard in, um, he was just huge for me this year with those 20 pass deflections and 10 interceptions. Like I said, it was just a, a really amazing five games in a row with an interception. I mean, that's, uh, that's just super impressive. Um, and then he, actually in the beginning of the season, he had four games in a row with an interception. So, I mean, he just got them in bunches and uh, hitting that double digit interception number is huge. And man, what, what a year. Um, so yeah, I would say um, guys that get targeted a bunch are obviously key for cornerback uh, required leagues because they, uh, they rack up those solo tackles for you. And then, uh, you know, if you score those pass deflections high, um, they can definitely uh, give you give you an advantage there, um, even in your um, your grouped DB formats. Um, if you're scoring uh, rewards, those pass deflections, and and you get those guys that are racking up tackles each week as they're guarding the team's best receiver, um, they can they can they can definitely help your IDP squad in week in and week out if you need them to. So, right, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's weird sometimes how I it's not like I'm looking for certain stats or things, but I just kind of stumble upon them like the 20 sack thing, you know, um, yeah. you know, Aaron Donald being so dominant just kind of got me interested. Will he fall off, you know? Yeah. And I, I was thinking, yes. Yeah, so I went back and looked and it was kind of the same thing with the, the interceptions and pass breakups. I was like, well, I wonder how many times this has been accomplished or whatever. So 
I think, like I said earlier, the historical stuff really interests me because I think there's trends or patterns there that can help mm -hmm. you buy or sell low or whatever. But yeah, just really good stuff. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. Definitely. Me too. Big, uh, big fan of that kind of thing. So that concludes our, basically our coverage of the leaders part. I thought that was interesting to, mm -hmm. you know, go over and discuss the leaders. Um, and it was interesting that we had three multiple winners here. Yeah. With, I just didn't expect that. I thought some of those categories would be broken up a bit, but uh, no, now, yeah, oh, absolutely. I love that. So, now we're going to get into the fantasy rookie awards for IDP. Me and Kyle's going to go over some categories of who we think was the best player for fantasy, um, and and our thoughts. Uh, I'm trying to find the page here, also, and I do have it here. Kind of going back and look at what me and Dan came up with um, on this. Um, we had um, IDP Rookie of the Year first. Um, this was a tough one for me. Uh, I just didn't know who or what to go with here. I know many people are thinking um, Jeremy Chin, and that's someone who I kind of felt like going with. I kind of went back and did a little research. I know numbers are not everything, but I kind of back went back and watched some of the games lately too. My pick is free safety Antoine Winfield, who I absolutely love for Tampa Bay. I think some people weren't as high on him as I was at the beginning of the year. Um, but, man, what a phenomenal season he had. And it seems like he just got better and better down the stretch for the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a huge Winfield fan myself, and I, I, I like that that pick, and I think he's going to continue to be a really, really good safety, both in the NFL and for uh, IDP. Um, like to pick. I went with the guy you just mentioned that a lot of people probably will pick, and <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he, I mean, he had a, just a fantastic rookie year: 117 tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack, five passes defended. Two fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and if you remember, he had those two touchdowns on fumble recoveries. He against did against Minnesota Week Twelve. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just just a huge, huge rookie season for Chin, and I mean, he spends a lot of time up in the box, up near the line, so he's gonna get those tackle opportunities before he has a safety, and you love that. And um, yeah, just just a big fan of his game, and I think he is trending in the direction of one of the you know, top tier safeties. Going you know, forward. and I, I'm not hating that because I'm telling you, it was really tough for me to not pick him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so tough for me to not pick him. <laughs> and I kind of thought maybe you might. So I kind of wanted, yeah. I was like, okay, he's going to give him the love that he yeah. deserves. But I just think Winfield had a, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say a better year, but I think he had just a good of year. Yeah. Uh, and it's man, it was so hard to decide between these two because Chin's that uh, Division Two guy from what was it, Southern Illinois? Uh, Winfield's the you know from Division One. Chin's playing for a team that's not a playoff team. 
but at the same time, Winfield is. Yep. And how hard, or not how hard, but it's not common that you see a rookie, especially in the secondary, start and play for a playoff team, you know? Right. Um, so I kind of thought that was impressive too. I have no problem giving it with Chin. I think he deserves it. Um, quick question, non-fantasy rated or related, who do you actually think wins defensive player rookie of the year? Which back in uh, on our prediction show, Dan predict, uh, predicted Patrick Queen. I predicted Chase Young. Yeah. Uh, I do think Chase Young made some big splash plays. I think he's the popular name. Mm-hmm. Um. Who do you think actually wins NFL defensive rookie of the year? Um, man, that's uh, I, I'd like to think Chin has a pretty good shot at winning it. Um, I think he's in the conversation for sure. I, I think I would, I would go with Chin. I, my preseason pick would have been Chase Young, and he did have a good year. He missed a couple games. He had seven, yeah. seven, and a half, seven and a half sacks. Um, he had a really nice year. Um, but yeah, I wonder how big of an impact the 78 yard, I think it was 78 yards where he uh, picks up the fumble and runs with it for a touchdown. Right. It's, it's kind of what you can remember lately. What have you done for me lately? Yes, uh, exactly. Plus yeah. he's the big name that everybody wants. Yep. He had seven and a half, eight sacks. So he did. Okay. Yep. There. Um, I'm with you. I think, I think Jeremy Chin actually wins defensive rookie of the year. And I like that. I, yeah. I like that. I, yeah, I, I do too. I think I think Chin. I think Chin. I mean, that's a lot different from fantasy related, but I'm just yeah. curious what you're no, talking. I think no, that's definitely good. definitely a good question. Yeah, I think I side with Chin, and I think he he deserves it as well. Awesome, awesome. All right, moving right along here. Our next category is IDP MVP. Man, this I think this is one of the hardest ones. For me, I think this was one of the hardest ones I, for me to try to decide who won because um, I think T.J. Watt is in the conversation a little bit. Yep. But I don't know that he's the NFL sack leader. I don't know that he's the NFL tackle for a loss leader. If Daniel Hunter's fully healthy, if uh, Miles Garrett, I think he was a little banged up, missed a game or two. It just – I don't know. It just – I can't hardly – he doesn't have the tackles. He has the big impact plays, but I think if he'd had more forced fumbles and recoveries, I think that would have helped. I, but he's definitely in the conversation. Um, me and you both picked the same guy, so I'll start there. We both picked Devin White, um, and I think he, he got better and better down the stretch. A lot of people, and I'm not going to hate against it, Roquan Smith, because he had some monster games for the Bears down the stretch. We mentioned Zach Cunningham with his 160-plus tackles, the 100-plus solos, which that's another one I want to go back and see how many times it's been done. But for me, when I was looking, and stats aren't everything, but I watched the games played. I've watched a lot of Tampa Bay this year. I didn't realize that Devin White led the Buccaneers in sacks, I think, with nine or nine and a half. Yeah, he had nine sacks. Yeah, and once I saw that, I was like, well, you know, that's – that kind of separates him from everybody else. He's got the tackle numbers and he's the leading pass rusher. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I was looking through who I wanted to pick too, and it was tough, but uh, yeah, I settled definitely with a uh, pick 
that I'm very confident with that. And just a fantastic year in Devin White. Um, 140 tackles, 97 solos, 15 tackles for loss and nine sacks. I mean, that's a huge year. And the one thing that was huge for, you know, for people that had Devin White on their team was in the playoffs, he came up big for you because the last two weeks. Oh, God, yeah, he did. In weeks 15 and 16, he had 22 tackles. 20 of those were solos, six tackles for loss, and four sacks. So you're talking your semifinal matchup and your in your Super Bowl matchup in your in most leagues that finish in week 16. Like he was just awesome for you. And that's to, to go along with his his previous great weeks. I mean, like this a just an awesome year. And like once once I looked through it, um and looked at the numbers and looked at his production for you when you really needed it, it was there and it was definitely Devin White for me as well. Right. And I, I know numbers ain't everything, but right. in a fantasy right. based episode, yeah. I mean, we're fantasy based, so numbers are pretty yeah. much. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, the sacks is what really separated for me. And it surprised me because you're, you look who they have on their team. They have Jason Pierre Paul, they have Shaq Barrett, they yeah. have Domicon Sue. You have, you have all these players. And for him to lead that team in sacks, I was like, wow, that kind of surprised me. And, that was- that was a number that stuck out to me as well. I knew he had it. He had a, a, quite a few at the end here with the four sacks in the last yeah games, like I said. But I didn't realize he had nine on the year. That's that's an awesome. Right. And I'm with you. The big games during fantasy playoff season. Yeah, that's that's really huge. I mean, that's what you're. I mean, you want that consistency out the year, but when you hit the playoffs. That's when the money's on the line. So for yeah. him to step up with those kind of performances, I right. think it's just absolutely huge because he probably won you a lot of championships. Yep. Some of his plays. So definitely deserving. I think he's definitely the IDP fantasy MVP. Yeah. yeah it, it's nice when they, when you get those big performances on the stretch because it makes you want to get that Devin White jersey. You know? <laughs> Man, I would love to have one of these. <laughs> Me too. That, was, that would be awesome. Shoot, chat. <laughs> I ain't even hating on that. That would be that would be very cool. <laughs> For sure. Uh all right. Moving along here. Um, I think some of these these next three are really interesting categories. Um uh, who do we think is the most improved IDP player? Um there was a number of good candidates. Um for me, it was Leonard Williams. Uh, defensive tackle for the Giants. You know, he played for the Jets all those years, had some pretty good early years, and then he just completely fell off the map. I mean, even when he was traded to the Giants, he only had a half a sack last year, a half of a sack. And then this year he turns around and has 11 and a half. So he increased by 10 you know, I had I was one of those fantasy uh, managers that kind of was beginning to write him off as a non-fantasy option, and for whatever reason, it clicked this year. Um, Eleven and a half sacks. I mean, he carried that Giants defense a lot of times. Um, for me, I mean, definitely the most improved. Oh, I love that pick, <laughs> Williams. Like you said, it it clicked for him this year. Yeah, um, it did. Awesome pick. Like, yeah, you said it was going through going through the players and stuff. It was uh, a lot of a lot of names could have been picked for this category. Um, I ended up going with Hassan Reddick. Um, Good one. Know, Arizona took him in the first round, 
uh, what four years ago, and he was kind of was he a, were they going to move him inside? Was he an edge guy? And you know he was kind of miscast as trying to play more off ball, and and it just never really panned out to what they were hoping, and it was kind of written off. They they declined yep. his declined his fifth year option, which obviously made sense because he hadn't had the production. The oh, of course. You know he just had hadn't had the production, and then Chandler Jones gets hurt this year, and Hassan Reddick just completely steps up to the plate and and provides that spark for that pass rush. He had 63 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, and 12 and a half sacks. 12 Man. and a half sacks. That is just just a huge number for a guy that hadn't done much, you know, at the beginning of his career. Another another stat that stuck out to me too was the six force fumbles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh he got beat by corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah I mean he yep. had you know he's another one that Kind of just like Williams, the last year or two, fantasy managers managers had written these guys off. Right, you know, yeah. they just weren't performing. They weren't producing. Yep. The numbers weren't there. They were kind of, you know, you probably had a decent investment in them, right. not super high, but you probably had a decent investment in them to where you had enough in them that you were, you had to think about starting them every week. But they just wasn't putting up the numbers. I think last year they both, to me, I think they both bottomed out last year. Mm-hmm. And to bounce back with the seasons that they both had, you know, I'm okay with giving them both, you know, co most improved because they really did. Both of them turned their career. I think both were at a point in their careers where fantasy wise and maybe NFL wise, if they didn't do something or get something going the other way, they were probably going to be done within a season or two. So, yeah, no, yeah, it's I, I think both both guys, Williams and Reddick, are just good, just good choices. And the thing with Reddick too is, you know, that like I said, they declined his fifth year option there, and he's going to be a free uh-huh. agent. So having this year right now is just huge for him because now he hits free agency and he just made himself some money and he's going to get, get a nice payday. Oh yeah, and I think Williams is too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, I think I they. Mean, he was traded and I think his contract ended last year and they give him a one year okay. prove it deal or something, or maybe they tagged him somehow. Okay. Seems like maybe t- uh, they placed a tag on him. All right. So what yeah. do they do this year? You know, do they, Yep. do they tag him again? Can they get the contract done? Um, can't wait to see how that works out for both of them, but love yeah. that for both of those guys. Yeah. Do, definitely two players to watch this off season to see, oh, what, absolutely. see what happens with them both. All right. Um, up next is IDP comeback player of the year. Um, for me, I think it's a no brainer. Um, it's Alden Smith, defensive end for the Cowboys. I, I think no matter what he did, just being, <laughs> just being back on the field after five years of not playing any kind of football at all. I mean, with all the gun charges and off the field issues and just the, you know, the, uh, he had so many issues that I didn't think I would ever see that. So um, just really interesting. And he started the season off like gangbusters. I think he had a three sack or four sack game. He, you know, first three or four weeks, he was huge and he kind of slipped back off, but still vital part had the big, uh, I think it was a fumble recovery that he ran back. So um, just, I think with everything that was stacked against him, 
just huge to see him come back and just just to be on the field. No, yeah, that five years uh, removed from football to come back and and make that impact that he did is uh, is just is unreal. Um, Alden Smith would have been would have been the first guy that when I saw the category was the first guy that I thought of, um, and I just. He would have been my first pick, and uh, I, I wanted to highlight another guy that I thought deserved some, <laughs> some love in the Comeback Player Award, um, and that's Keanu Neal for Atlanta. Yes, good one. Um, you know, he he started off just with a bang right away um, from the safety position, just a tackle machine. And uh, 2018 and 2019, he suffered those big-time serious injuries that ended his season, and didn't see the field for two years, basically with Achilles and ACL injuries. And there's a lot of questions this off season, you know, like, are we, do we believe he can come back and be the player he was, you know, like a lot of us talked about that. Um, you, we're really sure what to expect because those injuries, you never really know. And to have them back to back like that, you know, it's, it's tough. And uh, to see him come back and play 15 games and hit that hundred, hundred tackle number, uh, he hit a hundred on the head, nine tackles for loss. Um, he added a sack and interception. Um, it was was I thought it was great for him. Um, was happy to see him come back and and really get back to doing what he does. And uh, after those tough injuries, and there's another guy too. You know, we were talking about Reddick and Williams. He's going to be a free agent after this year as well. So, yeah, I mean, two years in a row, just being out of football with those injuries. I think it. Well, I'm like you. I'm so glad to see him come back, get 100 yeah. tackles with all that. But I think, you know, I, don't, I still don't think he's fully back. I mean, it's one thing to have an injury and bounce back, to have him in back-to-back years and then try to fight your way back. I think he is back, but I think number-wise and actual play-wise, next year is going to be your year for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see that. Yep, yep. Um, like you said, those those injuries are tough, man. That Achilles and ACL, those are those are big injuries, and um, yeah, just just glad to see him back out there. He's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know, after that that hot start to his career, it's it's good to see him getting back to uh, getting back to putting up those solid numbers that we saw early on. Yeah, and, and me personally, I I loved him before he got hurt. Uh, yep. So glad to see him back because he was such a huge fantasy asset. So yeah. No, I agree. I was a big fan of Neil before the, you know, those just two t- tough injuries, and I'm, um, I'm ready to see him get back to form, like you said. Maybe this year will be even better. Yep. Yeah, I think this year we'll see an even better version of him. Um, I think it's, you know, with that back-to-back injuries, like I said, I think it's it's just not a normal recovery. It's going to take you just a little bit of time. So, yeah, so so happy for him. But I'm I'm like you. I think he's well deserving as well. Um. Our last category is IDP waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, man, there's <laughs> – I don't want to call them one-year wonders, but, <laughs> you know, there's always a player every single year that nobody – I don't care what they say, nobody has these guys on their radar. Most people don't even know who these guys are, and they just – whether it's due to an injury or uh, – you you know just a lack of um, of production and you get benched or sad or whatever or you're traded whatever the case is you know there's just 
there's always that one that happens every year. So, um, and I love yours, by the way. For me, and I, that's who I wanted to pick. You already had yours down, and I was like, "Crap, that's who I want." So I went a little bit different, but I think he's he's right. There. I think these two are probably the best two of the year. Uh, I went with defensive end Trey Hendrickson for the Saints. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and look. I think he had he was second in sacks. I do believe. Second or third in sacks. I think he had like 13 and a half, 14, somewhere in there. Um, just he was everything that they wanted Marcus Davenport to be. They drafted to be, hoped he would be, and it just hasn't panned out. You got Cameron Jordan over there on the other star, other side, the big superstar. And, you know, they struggled in the early part of the season getting some, getting some production. And, man, they plugged him in the lineup, and he was – gangbusters. I mean, I picked him up in probably at least a good five leagues or more, and he's just sitting out there on waivers, and I'm like, this dude is just rolling up sacks after sacks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he was a big part of the Saints' uh, run this year. I think he's going to be a big piece for them in the playoffs. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you picked him up off waivers, you got maximum value for sure. Yeah, I agree. And you nailed it. I just looked it up. 13 and a half sacks tied for, se- for second with Aaron Donald. You nailed yeah, the number. Yeah, I thought that was a good number. I know yeah. it was close. I mean, how do you – how can you not nominate him? You know, you're, you're second yeah. in sacks or tied for second with 13 and a half, yeah. and you're a waiver wire guy. So, right? for me, that was, you know, outside of yours, which I absolutely love and wanted to pick. But I, I think <laughs> if it's not him, then this guy, Hendrickson, definitely is the one. No, I I absolutely love that call on Hendrickson. He's he was just just fantastic this year and 13 and a half sacks. I mean, who would have thought? And grabbing that off the wire is just huge for your defensive line squad. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy what you know, even us in the industry who are so-called experts and you know how much analytics you do and how much film watching you do and, and just how much studying you do. There's always that one guy that just comes out of nowhere. So, yeah. And yeah. I love you. So I'll, I'll quit hogging and dominating <laughs> the conversation. So, yeah, all good. Uh, yeah, my guy um, was Tyrell Adams from Houston. I mean, Golly. what a year he had. I'm telling um, you. Yeah, he, you know, Bernard Jibber Kenny went down and Tyrell Adams stepped up to the plate. Week five, he took over. Um, so he didn't get that starting job to week five when he finished with 125 tackles. I mean, that is just – that's a pile, man, not getting the starting job to week five. Five tackles for loss, two sacks, four passes defense. I mean, just a fantastic year. Like I said, he took – McKinney got hurt, was out for the year. Tyrell Adams stepped in. McKinney's stepped out. I don't, I don't think he'll be back now. Yeah, one of the notes I have written down right away. McKinney is a big-time cut candidate. think he's gone. And, and unless – Kind of bouncing back here, you were reading those numbers off. I didn't realize he had that many tackles, 125. Right, and he, he didn't get the job till week five. And he didn't start till week five, but get this. 125 tackles. He didn't start till week five, but he's partnered up with the NFL's tackle leader and solo tackle leader, Zach Cunningham. Yeah. I mean, that, that tells me two things. Look how good – Tyrell Adams is right. Secondly, look how bad Houston is. 
<laughs> you've got you've got the number one tackle leader. Usually, yep. if you've got somebody that dominates tackles like that, your second guy is nowhere close most of the time. That's impressive, and it, and I did not know. I knew he started late in the season, but I didn't know he had that many tackles. So for him to yeah. start week five and then rack up that many tackles, 125, and then Cunningham had 100. What did I say? 160. 160 yeah, 164. I think it was 164. That's yeah. 289 tackles between the two of them. That's that's unbelievable. And odds are there's probably fantasy managers out there that got both of them because you probably dra- – I know you drafted Cunningham. Right. You probably got Adams off the waivers. Oh, so yeah. That is just – that yeah. is crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. To pick him up when he did, when he took over for McKinney, and get the production you got from then on out is just huge, huge for your, your IDP unit, man. You know, you, you, could, you could pencil him in every week, you know, once you – once you saw it happen for a week or two, you're like, okay, Adams is for real. And he just continued to produce. And I mean, he was just, he was awesome this year. I mean, he, soon as, soon as I put that category in the sheet, I, I penciled my guy, I penciled that name in right away. Cause he was, my yeah, name. I put that on there and I got a little busy at work and I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll throw the category down. And I come back a few minutes later and you'd, you'd already put your answer in. I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, those are I mean both like I love the Hendrickson call too. Another thing um, with Adams is he's going to be a free agent. He's nope. only had a yeah, he's only had a one year deal, and like you said, McKinney is a big time cut candidate. So I think they resign Adams with that kind of production with Cunningham. I think you resign Adams and you you cut uh, Merciless or Whitney, whichever one it was. I, I McKinney? You know, yeah, yeah McKinney. McKinney. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think you yeah. cut him and. Because it's going to save you money. Uh, maybe you can bring back a Whitney at a cheaper option, but man, I mean yeah. that's that's a no brainer for them in my opinion. I agree. I that's how I I figure that's going to. If I had to bet on it, I think that's how it would shake out. McKinney would probably probably get cut, and Adams would get himself uh, a nice little deal because he earned it. Yeah, I mean McKinney's not a bad player, but I, oh. I you know, when you get right. hurt, and it's not fair because you get what is it. Uh, Wally Pip, that's in baseball. You get mm-hmm. hurt. Somebody comes in, takes your spot, runs away with it. Nope. It's not fair. It's really not, but it's a business. And at the end of the day, if somebody can, you know, Tom Brady, he took over for Drew Bledsoe, and yep. you you see it all the time. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody comes in and fills in for them. Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, talk, we we don't talk about cheese heads on here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I do love Brett Favre. He yeah. is the greatest Packer quarterback ever. Hey, he stepped right in for the Magic Man. That's right. That's right. Right. He did the Magic Man, Don Majowski. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can't believe I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh. Yeah. And odds are you probably got Hendrickson and, and Adams. Probably some owners got both of them off waiver. So, yep, absolutely, and just huge pickups for your for your IDP squads, man. They yep. they were awesome all year. Once you got them on your team, absolutely. And that will do it for our awards. Uh, I think all those players are deserving. Both the NFL leaders, the fantasy uh, handouts or awards that we gave away. Um, just interesting to look back and see how we picked before the season, how, yeah. where the players ranked, um, just all kinds of good stuff there. Um, 
we do have some listener questions, but before we get to that, I got another sponsor we need to get to. You know, your fantasy season's over. You've crowned a champion. Um, and maybe you're, you're starting basketball season or you're starting baseball season here pretty soon. But, uh, you know, you've crowned your champion in fantasy football. Go over to Trophy Smack. And if you can see this, this is a ring they sent me to. Uh, oh, yeah. I like it. That's got cool. And I'm telling you, this thing is it's sharp. It's great quality. It's a nice, heavy ring. It's not cheaply made. It, it's the real deal. You know, you could see it just like a Super Bowl ring. It's all bling and ring and stands out. Um, go over to my Twitter page. I've got it pinned. You can click the link. Help us out here at IDP Nation. But they've got – you've heard me and Dan talk about it. They've got these rings. They're so nice. They've got belts. Oh, the belts are the bomb. The belts may be the best thing they've got. They're the real deal, too. But they've got rings. They've got belts. They've got trophies. They've got plaques. Um, they've even got stuff for losers of your league. Uh, you know, they sent us the ring, and uh, they sent us something uh, for a loser of your fantasy uh, league, too. So, I mean, they got anything and everything, high quality, good prices. Be sure to click our link on my Twitter page um, and go over and get a good deal. And it again, it helps us out. You know, I know it's plugs for IDP Nation or whatever, but uh, we do have some cost with uh, the podcast sites we have to hook up with and our our equipment and stuff. So, you know, it it just does help us out a little bit to keep this stuff going um, and, and keeping us up to date and current with everything. But yeah, be sure to go over and get something uh, for them. They've agreed to. Uh, maybe help us out in the future going forward in our IDP nation listener leagues, um, supporting us, uh, being a sponsor. They're going to try to help us get something nice for our champions each year. Um, but yeah, if you, your league is done now, go over and get them something nice. And even in playoff leagues, if you want to crown your playoff champion in these playoff leagues, go over, check them out. They got all kinds of good stuff. So, um, we want to thank them for being a sponsor. Really, really good quality stuff at a good rate. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. Yeah, it's really, awesome. Man. Really cool stuff. All right. So we have a listener question. And this comes from at Stromboli for Reels. And I have to say, one of my best, one of my favorite things is seeing some of these uh Twitter names and Reddit names or Facebook names. I, I enjoy them so much. So um his question is who do you like? Oh, who do you like their long-term dynasty outlook more? Trey Flowers or Carlos Dunlap? And I'll let you take the lead. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Trey Flowers here. Um interesting. Yeah, I it's not that I don't like Dunlap. I just I've always I always thought Okay, having a technical difficulty here. Uh, hang on just one second here. Yep. There he is. Yep. There he is. We hit a glitch. Uh, technical difficulties, it happens. Technical difficulties, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like I was saying, um, 
not that I don't like Dunlap, but I've always I've always thought Flowers was a structure. He had some nice years to England. I know he got hurt this year. Right. Um, you know, there's gonna be a new regime coming in. And um I I'm gonna side with the younger guy in Flowers and with the new regime there in Detroit, utilize them. Um, I think still has still has some run left in the tank for sure. Um, he's 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 uh, he's flashed for Seattle since he's come over and um, played well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the younger guy in Flowers. I know he's not super young, but he's just a he's got a little bit more youth on his side, and I want to see. Who comes into Detroit? How they use him, and um, and I, I'm willing to I'm willing to side with him and and go a little bit more with the youth, I guess. Yeah, I get that. I mean, always in a fantasy fantasy based thing, you're you want to go with youth, or at least I do. I always tend when I'm deciding between a, two players, who's younger, um, of course, who's producing. Mm-hmm. I, I, if it's kind of close, I want to look at who's younger, who's got a longer, who can help me l- more long term, and then also look at who has the better fantasy value. I um, mean, there's different things that goes into it. For me, I'm going to go with uh, Carlos Dunlap because I think he was such a huge addition for Seattle. Uh, it just kind of felt like maybe his time or welcome had run out and. Cincinnati, and it happens with all players sometimes. Uh, and a change of scenery is not always bad, you know. We, yep, Jamal Adams. I mean, not that he was having a bad career, but he's leading the team in sacks this year, so that helped him. And I think it helped Dunlap too because he came out with a couple of games early, had big games for them. Uh, I think he fits in well with them. If, like I said, we talked about Darrell Taylor, if they can get him back, that'll help. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The unknowns in Detroit is what hurt me. I agree. You know, I don't know who's coming in to you to, uh, to replace Patri- Patricia. Uh, we don't know what scheme they're going to use, how they're going to use him. Are they going to keep him? Yep. Um, I almost kind of feel like that he kind of slacked off, or not slacked off, but he fell off when he was traded or moved from New England over. Um, and I get it. Patricia wanted his guys that he felt comfortable with at New England. Uh, and Flowers Dunwell was one of their better pieces. I just think was, yeah. the situation and the unknowns has kind of scared me away a little bit for him. Um, I think for me, Dunlap's the the one I trust more. No, I, I definitely get that. It's Like I said, it's not that I don't like Dunlap. I've always been kind of a Trey Flowers fan. Um, for whatever reason, I, I think he is talented. Um, I agree, though, the the uncertainty there in Detroit is a little bit worrisome. Um, I guess I'm just willing to gamble a little bit that they, the, the, the regime that comes in uses him for his abilities and they they uh, get that defense on the right track. Um, but, yeah, like totally agree with the Dunlop point that you made. Um, uh, I think that's a – I think that's a really good question, though, because it's kind of – yeah, I mean, because I mean, you're we're hitting off season now, so you yep. you've got to start thinking about these type of moves, these type mm-hmm. of situations. Yeah, uh, you know, I also think that maybe Dunlap is the better 
high sell option right now because of because of the same things, the unknowns that we just don't know what is going to go happen right now with Detroit and all that. So I think you can kind of maybe sell Dunlop for a higher price or get more back in return for him. Yeah. Um, if it's me, I, I think I'm keeping Dunlap and getting rid of Flowers. Uh, I know you're kind of selling low on Flowers, but um, there, there's so many things. It's, it's it's so hard to just pinpoint one thing or one player because I think if you're in Dynasty Leagues, it's just like the NFL. You know, what my team needs and I feel and value a player up might, might not be the same thing as your team needs, Kyle, or, or how yeah. you value a player. So that's – to yeah. me, that's why I love Dynasty because everything's yep. not the same. So yep. um, great question there. I love that. Yep. No, great question. I think both are fair points too as far as – you know, player wise. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, that was our only question. So as always, if you have questions, um, it doesn't matter what it is, trades, roster moves, uh, draft season. Now that the season's over, everybody's gearing up for these draft things. Uh, me and Kyle's going to be doing some draft stuff. Um, be sure to check out DVIDP ground. Cause we're going to do some stuff over there. Kyle jumps on with me and Eric over there from time to time. So be sure to get those questions in. Um, we're always glad to help any way we can. Roster moves, trades, player avails, yep. rankings. Um, if you're a member of the Patreon, you know that we have a tier where we'll sit down live with you and break down your roster, tell you what you need to do, don't need to do, help or whatever. So uh, if you're not a Patreon, go over and check that out. Uh, it's the... Uh, you know, kind of the X-rated version of Hollywood too. So, uh, <laughs> Hollywood Unleashed. Yeah, Hollywood Unleashed. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, me and Dan's going to get one of those out. Maybe we can get Kyle to jump on with us later this week. But uh, you know, we've got there's all kinds of good nuggets and stuff on there too. So uh, just uh, you can follow us anywhere. So um, Kyle, uh, tell them where they can find you. Tell them what you do. Tell them what you're working on. Um, um yeah you can you, you plug can away find, brother right on man appreciate it um yeah you can find my uh, all my work over at idpguys.org um and uh like like you said um Daryl brought up a great point it's the dynasty off season so if you have any questions at all definitely get them in this is where you're making the moves on your roster yep. stashes trades you know pickups drops uh, rookie questions. It's uh, get, feel free to shoot those questions over, and I, I know you're happy to help, and so am I, and so is Dan, and um, definitely love talking about that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, and and then uh, like you said, we're both working working on the rookie profiles for the magazine that will be coming out after the draft. Um, diving into this rookie class, um, lot to like. I having a lot of fun getting to know the prospects and. Um, really looking forward to this off season. Yeah, a good mention. We mentioned it uh, on the last episode of Dig. Um, we are in off season now, so if you are huge followers of us and the IDP guys, you know we did a draft magazine last year, offense and defense. Um, we're we've begun working on that this year, and it's going to blow last year's completely out of the water. Uh, so much stuff we're packing in here. Uh, we're changing some things, adding some things. 
what worked, you know, sound off to us. Let us know what you liked about the magazine, what you didn't like about the magazine. Uh, we're working on all that now. We've got a lot of great writers, got great editors, all that good stuff. So this one is going to be huge. Um, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see the finished product. I think yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be awesome. I, I really can't. I, I, and I used our magazines from last year because I'm so IDP oriented yeah. that when I went into rookie drafts, I knew some of the big names and the bigger stars, but mm -hmm. I actually broke out our offensive only magazine and I looked through that. Man, it was such a help. Oh, uh, yeah. Love that. Uh, so if you're a follower or a subscriber to IDP guys, you know, you, you've seen that posted on the website. Really good stuff, and you can still buy last year's. If you're if you're really weird like me, I always keep those magazines. I always go back because I like to see the trends. I just I'm a nerd at that stuff, so I kind of like to go back and and do all that good stuff. Um, hey, course, if you're if you're a nerd, I'm a nerd because I like keeping those magazines too. I do too. I, I you know I know these fancy magazines a lot of times not ours, but you know some of the main yeah. ones they're so outdated because they do them in like uh, April or May right? and they come out in June or July. So by the time training camp starts, they're outdated, but I don't know if you can see back here. Let me oh, see. Yeah. You can see them back there. I have them. I keep every one of them and I still buy them every year. Cause I just like to see that stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, please go over and check that out. Check out uh, all of our good writers, all of our good podcasts that we got going on. Um, Shout out to the boss man. He has busted his hump getting this thing together. And uh, the site is currently down right now for a, uh, a uh, what's re -image. the word? Yeah, re-image. Uh, we're working on some big stuff. So while he's got that down and, and doing all that stuff with the site, we are hammering out all kinds of good stuff for the magazine and the site. So yep. uh, be sure to check that out. You can follow us on the podcast. There's so many podcasts. We've got a bunch of those. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Hollywood Titan. You can find me on Reddit at uh, King Titan one. Uh, I think uh, Facebook page, any given Sunday. I think you might be in that Kyle. Yep, uh, so. Gosh, there's, you can find us everywhere. We're not hard to find. Yep. And Absolutely. if you can't find us, somebody knows us, they, they can point you in the right direction. Um, so continue to follow us. If you're into the college stuff, the IDP Devi, check us out at uh, Devi IDP Grind. Me and Eric Harriff and Kyle joins us sometimes. We have different guests on. So um, we got, man, I love this time of year. I can't wait. I'm just yep. so jacked up about it. So, yeah, definitely one of my, probably my favorite time of year. I think it is too. I mean, I love the season stuff and I do too, managing my team, but man, this off season stuff is, I love it. I could do this 24 seven with yeah. the draft stuff and, and trading picks and acquiring picks and picking players. I, uh, that's yeah. where I'm at. So yeah, I love all that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, to totally agree. But yeah, I think uh, that's it for tonight. Um I'm going to say this. Um, I know there's been a lot go on today or by the time you hear this yesterday, there's been a lot go on in our country. Um, I know some people kind of frown upon or have had their comments about how can you record on this day or whatever, but you know what? There's so much crap goes on and there's so much bad in the world. Um, 
I don't really care if you like it or not. You know what? I need normalcy. I need to keep my head clear. So uh, that's why we recorded, you know, we owe it to you all because that's what we do. Y'all want to hear it. So um, maybe we can, maybe this hour or hour and a half that we record uh, uh, can take your mind off of stuff and, uh, and uh, help you out that way. Right on, man. Yeah. So with that in mind, I think that is a wrap. Um, like I said, if you've got any questions or comments or anything, let us know. Um, if you're on iTunes, jump over and give us a five-star rating. Uh, if you're on Spotify or whatever, iHeartRadio or any of these things, uh, you know, just drop a comment and say, hey, five-star show or whatever. Uh, I think uh, starting maybe here in a month or so, we're going to start putting something together where we give something away each month to those five-star ratings. And uh, so be sure to get them in and let us know. But uh, other than that, if you don't have anything, Eric, I think we're done. No, man, it's, uh, that's, it's all I got. And I'll say it for you since green Bay ain't playing this weekend. <laughs> tighten up. That's right. Tighten up. <laughs> Bow down to the King. He's about to get another 200 yards this week. So. Right on, man. Tighten up. Yep, and, and I'll do it for you. I'll give you the love back. Go pack. I know that's right. sweet, but if you know how much that made me cringe saying I, that. I know it hurts. So who y'all got next week? Do you know yet? Or No, we got to see who wins. Okay. It's, uh, okay. We play the lowest seed remaining. So. Oh, you got the number one seed, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is right. That is right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we get the lowest seed remaining, and uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. So, um, a lot of good football to be played. Oh, yeah, lots of good football. So, yeah. you know, by the time we hit you next week with another episode, get all those questions, um, NFL draft stuff, get all those in. Um, be sure to check out Action 24 7. Be sure to crown your champion over at Trophy Smack. And also, a big shout out to myfancyleague.com because that's where I play 80% of my leagues. They uh, sponsored the IDP Invitational. Uh, they give so much back and don't get enough uh, praise for all that they do, helping everybody with some of these um, uh, special leagues where it's uh, you're giving back and donating to charities, and they, they gladly uh, help us out with that. So they deserve uh, big props too. Um with that, I think we are done, and we will see you all next week. See you next week. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs> <laughs>